What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. We are in for it today. So last week we had Brad on and we were talking all about marriage and relationships and love and all the things. And I knew it was going to (laughs) happen. I knew it was going to happen. I got so many messages asking, have you shared your story with JD yet? Have you shared your story with JD yet? Because that's something that I've wanted to do because I know that we've mentioned multiple times and just on social media and other areas that we went through a rough patch and then we've come through it and we're stronger than ever. And just kind of wanted to shed some light on some things that we did that helped our relationship and continue, um, continues to strengthen it. And so we have special when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Guest. <laughs> um, JD is with us today, and this is going to be fun. And I kind of feel awkward talking in front of him because I'm always just in here by myself, but it's going to be fun. So I'm going to actually let him start and share, go back to the very beginning. So I'm going to have him start and just share our story of how we met. So you guys that don't know who the mystery man is in my workout videos can get a, can get a better idea of, um, how we met and where it all began. And then I'll go into kind of our rough patch and our struggle and, and that stuff. And then we'll wrap it up with, um, the things that we did that really helped strengthen it, what we continue to do years later. And we'll just kind of wing it. So babe, you want to start? Sure. Sure. (laughs) Get in here. So me and Micah both transferred to Weber State in the spring of 2007. I transferred there uh, to play football and she had transferred in playing volleyball. Um, We didn't officially meet. We saw each other like weight room around the different facilities whatnot. Um, We didn't officially meet until 
I had gone on a few dates with actually a teammate of hers. And then Micah was at her apartment when I was over there. And that's kind of how we officially met in person. Nothing really happened that whole spring, that whole spring semester. We hung out at a church event one time <laughs> um, briefly. And then she had actually messaged me real quick as I was like, I was basically packing up to head home for the, for the month of May before I had to be back for like summer workouts. She had messaged me and I can't even remember what she said, something about the truck I was driving. Did I text you? Yes. How did I have your number? I don't know. She That's stole creepy. it off her, <laughs> her teammate's phone, I'm sure. Well, he was driving his dad's big, nice truck. And so he drove past <laughs> me when I was leaving and I must've had your number. And I'm like, hey, did you get a new truck? And he's like, who is this? <laughs> it was a great start. Right. <laughs> and so after that, so I went home for the month of May, came back, we had to be back. Uh, I think it was June 1st to start our summer workouts. She knew my roommate at the time, and I can't remember what we'd been doing. She was actually coming over to hang out with my roommate. I had got back, was out doing something. Wait, I have to interject because <clears throat> this is like the cool fate part of it. So I was actually hanging around Ogden because I wasn't living in Ogden that summer. I was living at home. And so I had come up to Ogden to go on a date with someone else and he was caught up doing something. And so I literally was just kind of stuck waiting for him. Then I ran into his JD's roommate, Tim. Um, we kind of drove past each other and then he called me, I think, and was like, what are you doing? You should just come over. I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be hanging out with this other guy. And he's like, just come over while you're waiting. So then I went over there and that's when JD then came home was all dirty yeah <laughs> he had been doing cow stuff yeah surprise surprise right. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so i get home and somehow we end up i mean just on the couch talking Wait, that sounds bad Kay. that sound naughty <laughs> we were literally talking Kay all talking. night like we stayed up to like 6 a.m talking yeah. i mean just about everything i mean everything. we literally talked about everything and it was just first time we'd really hung out together. And it was just like we were best friends, just hit it off. And we did a smooch a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, we, for like over the month of June, I mean, we started hanging out. I had a pool at the, it was like a townhome that we stayed at. There was a pool there. So she'd come over. We, I mean, swam a bunch, but we didn't officially start dating really though till july and then no joke three probably three weeks later um i took her down with um a good friend of mine down south we went on the lake um and then the end of july i took her to meet my parents in montana and literally to tell them that we were gonna get married yeah it was like a month and then we were, and, and at that point, I think I had told my parents, right? Yeah. We were set. And the only reason we didn't get married sooner. So we ended up getting, so started dating beginning of July. Engaged on your birthday. On, engaged on my birthday, September 6th. And then we got married December, 
eight. Yeah. I always forget. December 8th. 2007. Um, and honestly, the only reason we didn't get married sooner was because we were both in season for sports and we literally didn't have a single weekend where one of us didn't have something. And it, I mean, it all worked out. We survived, but <laughs> we were just antsy. So yeah, so we were married in 2007. Um, and at that point he was, were you a junior? I was a junior. He was a junior. I was a sophomore that year. So we were both still playing sports and then he always wanted to go to vet school. So we knew that he was going to be done with school the following year. And I was a year behind him. So I started taking 18 credits a semester, taking summer semesters. So I could be on track with him. So I graduated the same year he did, um, in 2009. Is that right? 2009. And yeah, we actually, yeah. And we actually got pregnant with Johnny seven months after we were married. And so I had Johnny in March and then graduated in May. So I graduated with a baby. So that was exciting. <laughs> we were kind of on the fast track right. for life. Engaged at 19, had our first baby. I was 20. JD was 23. So yeah, so that's where it all began. Then he was kind of, we were thrown a little curveball. He was actually drafted to play um, football in the NFL by the Miami Dolphins. And so he had already been accepted to go to vet school at Oklahoma State. And that was kind of the plan is we were going to go to vet school and he was going to do that. And that was always his dream. And then he got drafted to play in the NFL. So we obviously decided that we couldn't pass that up. And so we did that whole scene for two years and he was playing for the Miami dolphins for the first year. The second year he was bouncing all over the place from team to team, literally every two weeks. I swear mm -hmm. it felt was it every two weeks. It felt like every two weeks he was at a different team. And so it was funny. He'd be a weekend. He'd be like, all right, babe, it's going good. You guys should come out. Cause at that point I had Johnny and I was pregnant with Knox, right? Yeah. So had a two-year-old or a one-year-old, yeah. a one-year-old was pregnant with Knox and we would, he would be there for a week. Then I would take Johnny out there and then they would cut him. And then he'd get picked up like a day later by someone else and he'd be off. And then me and Johnny would go back to the ranch and wait to hear if it was going good. And so that year was just crazy. And he's like, yeah, I'm not about this life. Um, I've got a family and other dreams to pursue. So he finished up that year at Tampa Bay and they actually wanted to sign him for the next year. But at that point, Oklahoma state had been deferring his spot. They had been holding his spot each year. Um, while he was doing the NFL thing. And they, at that point were like, you're going to have to retake the GRE reapply to vet school, all the things. If you decide not to come this next year and JD's like, no, I'm ready. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? I know I get questions like, how was that? Blah, blah, blah. Vet school. No, 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 no. NFL. Oh, um, I mean, honestly, at this point, it's been long enough. It almost seems surreal that we were even there but I think for most boys that are into sports it was kind of a dream come true um 
and not necessarily, I guess for me, cause like that was <laughs> never like, I wasn't like, I was honestly playing football in college to pay for my education. Like, it, like being a vet, honestly, was always on my radar. Um, but things, yeah, I mean, things just worked out. Um, but it was definitely, it, it was different than playing football, obviously in high school and college. Um, I mean, it was a job and there wasn't the same, I didn't feel like there was the same camaraderie on the team. Cause I mean, you're honestly competing against teammates for a job. And so it just, I mean, it, it was just different and it may have been different too. I mean, if I was like, if that was like all my hopes and dreams and like, I mean, that was what I wanted like to do. Um, it, it may have been different. Um, but I mean, it was a great experience. We had fun. I mean, we got to see a lot of the country when we were young. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and honestly, at that point, I think it was good on our marriage to be away from family and friends. And I mean, it forced us to rely on each other at that point. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it, it was a fun time. It was a good two years, Yeah. but you were excited to be done and kind of move on. So that is what we did. So then after two years of playing, he went, um, we, we moved out to Stillwater, Oklahoma, and we had just had Knox. So when we drove out to Miami, when he was drafted, Johnny was seven weeks old. So that was actually really good for us. That was so hard because I was so, I'm so close to my family and driving away from them with a seven week old baby feeling like, I don't even know how to do life. What in the world is going on right now was really scary for me, but that was great. Like it forced us to grow up. It forced us to meet friends and kind of just rely on each other to do life together. So that was, that was actually really good for sure. Then we went to vet school. Knox was four months old when we moved out there. And so once again, we were about 18 hours from my family, about 24 hours or so from JD's family. And we knew we were going to be out there for four years. And so we kind of just fell into our groove with JD was fully engulfed in school. And I, at that point was running my photography business. I had Johnny and Knox and we were kind of just doing life and that's, it was good. I mean, we loved our time out there. We met the most amazing friends. The people out there are wonderful. Um, the schedule though was the I mean, schedule I was, was terrible from like <laughs> six in the morning till I mean, five, six at night. And, and as soon as I'd get home, she was headed out the door cause she was taking pictures. And so it yeah. was just, yeah. I mean, it was a good time, but not on our relationship. Yeah. So that's where all of our kind of struggles started was we literally were just doing what we could to get through life. So he was up super early out the door. I was doing mom life all throughout the day. And then we would literally like high five each other out the door. I'd have to go to shoots. He would take the kids, um, or be home with the kids. And then I would get home late and I would be editing at night and it was just like, we were doing what we had to do. It was just our relationship kind of just got put on the back. Yeah. Got put on the back burner for sure. And so 
we found ourselves, when was it? It was seven years into our marriage. So it was your third year, third year of vet school. We kind of were just slipping into the roommate status, like hanging out when we could, but more so just being parents and taking care of bills. And he was also building saddles. So when I was home with the kids, he would be in the shop working all the time. Oh my gosh. I'm really glad we're out of that stage. Okay. So, so that's, that's kind of what happened is like, we just slipped into it and it was really kind of slow and steady. It wasn't like all of a sudden, like our marriage was terrible. It was just, we were not doing what we had done for years. Like at that point we had been married for seven years and all of the things at the beginning that kind of just carries your marriage in a new relationship. And you have all that, those new love feelings and all the things kind of just fade. And then life happens and you're like, what happened? Because honestly, we never, we never fought. We never argued. Like that was never, we never had like these really big issues. It really was just kind of drifted apart. Yeah. Drifted apart. And so that, um, that's where it all started. And we finally just came to like, we finally just came to the realization, like, what do we want to do? Like, this is not how we want to do life forever. We either need to like figure this out or go our separate ways. Like it was at that point where we were like, is this what it's going to be forever? And neither of us wanted it to be that way, obviously. And so we actually, I think the best thing that was in front of us was we had booked a cruise. We had booked a cruise to Mexico and it was already planned. And at this point we almost didn't go because we were like, so just not liking each other that much. (laughs) And then that was kind of like, let's just go on this cruise. We'll have some alone time. We'll figure our crap out and we'll see what happens. And so my mom flew out from Utah to watch the kids and we went on this cruise and that's where we were like, okay, we kind of, we kind of realized that we still we obviously still loved each other. We always did, but we realized that there was still a spark there. There was still obviously so much worth fighting for. And we both were in it and wanted to make it work. And that was so good for us to have that alone time and probably just, I mean, we'll talk about it later about stuff we prioritize now, but I think that's one of the best things that relationships need, especially when you're in the, like the throes of parenthood is you need alone adult time. And that was a good reminder for us. Cause we hadn't had it in a really long time. Yeah. Like probably since kids. Right. And so that's kind of where it all started is we decided we're worth it. Let's make it work. Now, what, where do we go from here? And so a few of the things that we did. And we want to talk about these things because they've helped. Obviously they helped repair what the damage that we had done. And then also just kept the relationship strong throughout. And one of the first things that we realized was we didn't truly understand 
what the other person needed in the relationship. And so we first, did we read five love languages first? And then the other one? No, I didn't like you may have. I Cause we had it. We had the book. I just don't know if I had ever read it, but we decided that we better figure out because we just weren't giving each other what we needed. And, and what really happened was we were going in two different directions. So we were very busy and feeling fulfilled in life because we were both doing things we loved, but they were literally going in opposite directions. So he was fully engulfed in vet school, loving his experience. I mean, it was hard and long in school, but he is, he loves what he does. So he was, um, fully engaged in that. He had great friends. I was running my photography business. I had already started coaching at that time. So I also had this incredible community of women that I had supporting me. So it wasn't like I was alone and just struggling. We just had our things that were literally, he was going left and I was going right. And so the first thing that we did when we realized that we obviously were worth fighting for and wanted to make it work was we got on the same page and we're like, all right, where do we want to go in life? How do our goals and dreams weave together? Like, how can we make what you want to do a part of my life and what I want to do a part of your life and just build our lives together? And that was really essential because that was when everything that I was doing for my business started to make sense for like also what he wanted to do. And so it was no longer, I'm building my business and you're, you have your vet career. It was now, okay, well, when I create this with my coaching business, it will allow you to do this with your vet stuff. And so what we were building was for each other, for our family. And it just made more sense. And that made a huge difference in supporting each other and what we were doing and all of that stuff. And just having that longer term vision. So that's where I would say first is get on the same page. Like, what are you guys working towards? What life do you want to build together and make sure that you're just going in the same direction? Cause that was our first mistake. Yes. <laughs> Um, then we had to really understand each other. So I can't remember if we read five love languages first or not, but we also read this other book and I mentioned it last week and it was called her, his needs, her needs. And I got it at Deseret book and it was honestly just on a whim. Like I had never heard of it. I was looking through like the relationship section or whatever, just looking for something. Cause at this point we had already both started incorporating personal development. And so I knew I'm like, okay, well, I know this stuff is solid. So how about I actually focus on our marriage and like try to grow this area. So I was looking for a book, came across this book and we will say, we were talking about this yesterday. It talks a lot about, so basically it's talking about the 10 like core needs that men have and that women have. And then where you like, where you prioritize those and where they just, what ones are your top ones so that your spouse can love you in the way that you receive it. And the whole book is talking about the fact that if your needs aren't met, 
no matter how in love you feel, if your needs are not met over time, you fall out of love. You feel. Well, you find places or or like ways to get those needs met. Exactly. They're going to be met in other ways. So the whole book is talking about how that's how affairs and things happen is because when they're not met in the relationship, you're going to find them elsewhere. Even if you're not looking for them, you're going to have them in whatever, like there's going to be coworkers who are doing things or saying things that start to like feel good because you're not getting that at home and like all of these little things. And it was just so eye opening because you just start to see how it can happen and how it can happen to anyone. It's not like you're out there seeking for a relationship. It's just when the needs aren't met, that's when like, it's kind of a slippery slope. And so it was really eye-opening for us to be like, holy crap, we really need to make sure that we know how each other wants to be and feels loved and that I am doing that so that it's not happening anywhere else. And so it will, cause like his friend read it, his friend read it before they got married and he kind of had a hard time with it. Cause I mean, they obviously weren't struggling and <laughs> they were newly in love and like all the newlywed feels and he's like, he didn't really get it or I don't know. It just, mm-hmm. so just some reference around that. I think it's the best to read but if you are you struggling. Are struggling. Yes. Yeah. Cause then you see it differently and you're like, holy crap that's not what I want to happen. And so I better get my crap together. That's how I felt at least. And I remember reading it being like, literally any relationship can work. Like literally as I mean, aside from the fact, if there's, I'm not talking about if there's abuse and if there's extreme circumstances, like I'm not saying every relationship needs to stay together. I'm saying if you want it to work and you're in a semi-healthy relationship, it can work if you get really, really, really aware of what the other person needs and then being proactive about those things. And so that was honestly the best thing that we could have done because we were both reading it separately. And then we talk about it together and it has you do like little exercises and it has you do quizzes. So you're taking time to work through it and apply it. And, and it's just crazy. Like as you start to implement those things and actually love your spouse in the way that they feel loved that love tank or whatever they call it. Is it love tank or love bank? I can't remember love bank. You just start to make those deposits and those deposits add up. And that's when you're like, you feel fulfilled and you feel, um, just good in the relationship. So that was one of the best things that we did was do that, apply it. And then we really made it a priority to have alone time. So with, with kids, that's always been hard because finding a babysitter and finding this. So we got really good in vet school about, was it in school that we started trading? Oh yeah. We do it with Shelly and them. Mm-hmm. So we'd trade kids. Um, so like we'd take their kids and they'd go on a date one weekend and then they would take our kids and we'd go on a date. So we started to figure out how to make date night an actual priority because it's not convenient and it's not easy, especially when you have young kids, I get it totally. Um, but it is so essential. So we made that a priority and have made, and have kept that a priority ever since. And then couples trips that 
thankfully with coaching every single year, we get at least two trips except last year. Well, except for COVID that was hard (laughs) when they got canceled. Um, but we have at least two trips when it's just JD and I, and even if they're work trips, like they are game changers. And so regardless, I mean, even last year when we didn't have our trips that we had scheduled, we still made it a point to like JD took me to Jackson hole for a weekend just to be together. Cause we do see a huge difference in our relationship when we have that adult, no kid time together. So that's something too, that we've implemented and prioritize. Um, but I think honestly, just understanding how your spouse needs to be loved and then caring enough about your spouse to actually do those things. Because the thing that happens is you naturally love in the way that you need to be loved. Right. So like if, if your one of your love languages is gifts, cause that's one of them, you're going to give your spouse gifts because you're like, Oh, well that makes me feel so good and loved and appreciated when I get a gift. Well, if your spouse doesn't care about gifts, cough, cough, JD doesn't give a crap about gifts. He's going to be like, Oh, thanks babe. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't really, it doesn't really make that much of a difference if I get him a really epic gift or not. But if I go out of my way to do little things like words of affirmation is one of his love languages. So if I go out of my way to do little things to make sure that he's feeling validated and he's feeling loved and supported and then that's going to mean more, even though I'm in my brain, I'm like, well, that's way easier than buying him this awesome gift. It means more to him. And so just really understanding that has made a big difference, but it's still easy to slip back into like not doing those things if they don't mean that much to you. So I think that's the biggest thing is just being super aware of those things and then being very intentional about making sure that you're making those things a priority. Have you noticed anything? Well, I was just going to add also just one thing that we realized we weren't doing, and this goes back to just um, kind of having common goals and be working towards the same goal together as a couple, but like even communicating, because when all of this happened in vet school as well, um, when we got married, Mike was like, I just want to be a mom. Oh yeah. And so like for like, we were in vet school. And so in my mind, it's like, well, well, I was being selfish and like, this is kind of all about me. Like I've got to get my education and all this stuff. Um, and so I was very unaware that Micah had ambitions of building a business of her own. And at, I mean, initially it was the photography business. And then she jumps into the coaching business. But, but in my mind, I'm just like, well, you told me that you wanted <laughs> just to be a mom. You did. You told me you, you didn't want to work. And so like, it's really important to understand, obviously things change, but to communicate that. And again, that goes back to just being on the same page, um, having common goals that you're working towards um, and just for me, like, I mean, and as soon as you communicate that, like being like supportive of, I mean, and it might just be hobbies. I mean, 
maybe like even if she did just didn't want to work maybe she had a hobby that she wanted to do i i think as a spouse and i mean this is uh the person you share your life with you've got to be willing to support them and i mean allow them to pursue some of the things that fill their tank outside of just being a mom or being a wife and whatnot and so i think that was just communicating that and just yeah i mean be, again being on the same page going back to those just having common goals that we're working towards yeah i definitely threw him a curveball <laughs> he thought i was gonna be like pioneer woman and then i was like wait a second this is not the life for me <laughs> but that definitely i mean yeah, that was, that was rough. And it, it did. He was like, wait, where's this coming from? Like you always said, you just, you wanted to be a mom and you want to be home. So like, you were just supposed to do that and support me and what I want to do with my career. And I was like, I don't know what happened, but along the way I decided I needed some other things and I really love some other things. And yeah, I wasn't very good at communicating that. So that is super important. And we can't expect our spouse to support us if we're not being so open and honest about what's going on and what's, what we need and what, you know what I mean? So that is also though, something that started to kind of cause some friction oh, yeah. in our marriage was as things started to take off with coaching and we started to make some pretty decent income. I think it started to make JD nervous. Cause he's like, hold, wait a second. She doesn't need me anymore. And I think that was a turning point when I decided I don't need you anymore, but I want you. And that was something that we had to get through because for the longest time as a man, he was supporting us and he was always going to be supporting us. And he kind of had that built in, like kind of that security blanket, like, well, Micah needs me. Like I'm the provider. She needs our income. She can't do life without me. And then all of a sudden I really didn't. And I think that made him nervous that I was going to bounce. But thankfully we, at that point, we're like, no, I want you. I don't need you or whatever, but I want you. And I want to build our life together. And now how can what this is creating benefit also all of the things that you love and all of the things we want to do together. And so really, really having that open line of communication, because if that would have festered, that could have been a whole nother mess yep. of insecurity. So just all the things you guys, relationships are so complex. There's so many different layers. So I think really just more than anything, being open and honest and just true to how you're feeling and allowing your spouse in is so crucial. Is there anything else? We did want to talk just for a sec about the 50, 50 thing, right? Because that's so common. And Brad mentioned it last week when he talked about the fact that improving your relationship is a hundred zero. And when you think about it, you're like, well, 50, 50 makes sense. Cause I don't want to give more than I'm getting or whatever. And what if I'm giving and they're not even giving anything back, but you really do need to come from a place of just, I'm in this, I'm committed and I'm going to do what I can. And then we'll see what happens. So just something that we realized really quick was one of his love languages is physical touch. Obviously 
he like being intimate is very important to both of us, but it's more important to him. Like I could go with or without it after babies for months and just be totally fine. And that's like the whole hormone issue. And I always feel bad because it does take some more effort. But when I'm feeling emotionally connected to JD, like I'm all in, like I'm all about it. And so when you're not feeling emotionally connected as a woman, the last thing that I want to do is to get intimate. And so when I'm not having quality time, when I'm not having quality time, because quality time is my biggest love language. And when he's totally wrapped up in school or work or whatever, then I'm not feeling loved. The last thing I want to do is jump in bed. And so it's easy to be like, well, I don't feel connected to you. So why would I do that? But just understanding that's important for our relationship. It's important to stay connected in that way. And the more that we do that, the more he'll want to actually make time to spend together and like make that a priority. So just come from it as a place of what can I do? Not what am I not getting? And then focusing on that. What can I do to make sure that I'm fulfilling his needs? And then you can have that open line of communication. If you're not getting what you need, obviously you can share that in a, not in a demanding way, but in a, like a simple request, like, Hey babe, you want to hang out this week? And I haven't seen you that much, you know, like you can say things, um, so that they understand. Cause lots of times they just don't see it. Right. One, I think, and it, it just going along with that, something that's important to remember too, is even, I mean, obviously we're in a good place with our relationship, our marriage and everything, but it's still, I mean, we're going on 14 years and it's still, you've got to be proactive. Um, Cause there's still, I mean, we still go through seasons where like she was just mentioning, I'm busy or she's in uh, qualifications for something. She's super busy. And like, you've just gotta, I mean, you've constantly got to make it a priority and be proactive in meeting each other's needs. I mean, it's like, it's, it's gotta be on your radar all the time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah. And just being really aware, like, cause you'll feel it. Like we'll have times where I'm like, gosh, he's doing little crap and it's bugging me. Like why? And it's always because we're not connecting in a certain way. And we just kind of aren't in a, in the best place. And it's so quick to get it back. It's so quick to get reconnected, but it, it can slide so easily. So it's not just like, once you fix your marriage, you're good to go for the rest of forever. It's like, this is just 
stuff that you learn and then you get to just put it in play and practice and practice and practice. And you start to get really good at just understanding and identifying where you're at in the relationship. And when things are good, you feel it. And when things are kind of getting off, you feel it. And then you can, you know, exactly what to do to bounce back. So it really is this seasons, like you're always going through seasons and your relationship, if it's important to you needs to be a top priority period. When life happens, when careers are growing, when kids are in the equation, when everything is going on, you, we just can't let our relationships get, take a back seat because they can fall super hard and super fast, but we will wrap it up. You guys, um, thanks for hanging out with us. This is kind of fun to re rehash the past and everything. I'm honestly so grateful for the trials that we've been through because it did allow us to grow so much stronger and overcome some stuff that I never thought we'd have to get through. And I, and just lean on each other. And so more than ever, if you're in a place where you're struggling, know that you can get to a better place, know that it's worth the effort, know that there's so many people who have done it and who would love to help you. So if you have something and you want to reach out and ask me anything or whatever, I'm totally happy to help. So find me on Instagram at Micah Folsom fit, shoot me a message. And if you have a story that's kind of similar, or maybe you've gotten through a struggle and you have something else that's helped you send that to me too. Cause I would love to get as much, um, just helpful tips and things that have helped other couples out to those that need it because I mean, you're married forever. So you might as well actually enjoy it and love the relationship that you're in. So thanks for hanging out this week, you guys, and we will see you back here next week. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around before you head out. I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me. If you left this podcast, a quick review, wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams. Cause if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.